This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Celtic Blues TV, the Balls and Bottle podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us on the short night we have Terence. Terence is Tear161, former form page CelticBloomers.co.uk, where Celtic the supporters discuss everything about Celtic. On today's show, we'll talk about today's breaking news that Don, Dominic McCoy has stepped down as Celtic CEO uh, due to personal reasons. We'll have a look at the latest news around, around Celtic. We'll have a look at the Celtic players on international duty and how their country's results went on during the international break. We take a look at the injuries picked up during the, uh, the international break, mostly Kyogi Fugahashi. Uh, we look ahead to Sahara's game um, against Was County at Celtic Park. Firstly, Mark will do a few shout-outs.
lost one of their greatest men to ever walk through the doors in Celtic FC. Celtic legend and manager Jock Steen sadly passed away on the 10th of September 1985. Real Batiste having formed Celtic FC that they can't allow Celtic supporters to travel to Spain for next week's Europa League group stage as the Spanish government have put in restrictions to travelling supporters into into Spain. Gordon Strachan has been cleared by the Scottish FA to take up his consultant role at Celtic. Celtic Foundation is delighted to confirm that the Celtic sleepout out Glasgow will return to Celtic Park on Saturday, November 13, 2021 and will once again head to Element of our annual Christmas appeal. That's it from uh, the news around Celtic today. Of course, the breaking news today is that Dominic McGuire has stepped down as CEO of Celtic, of Celtic and uh, is it uh, Nick, uh, Michael Nicholson, Mark, I think is this, that will, will take over there as a temporary we will discuss that more detailed when Terence will be joining us on the show. Mark, go and take Terence on. I'm going to get him on the news. That was a shocker with Mackay, wouldn't it? really came out of the blues. Yeah. With Dom, when, um, when did he hold it for the parcels of the blue, weren't this? I was say, I said on the forum as well, Paul. People, are, I mean, obviously there's speculation about it, but I mean, we needed to give these people. We need to give the stock exchange six months notice for Peter Lowe leaving. It's mm-hmm. something. I, I, all this carry on about it fell out. Before. I'm not buying that at all. I said earlier on as soon as I heard it, what I thought it was, Paul. Whether we're going to say about that, we'll see as it goes. Yeah, Terence, yeah. are you there, bud? I am indeed. Good evening, gents. How are you? Evening, Terence. Thanks very much for coming on again, bud. My pleasure, my pleasure. Terence, I suppose, look, today is the, the main thing today is that uh, Dominic McCoy stepped down as CEO and, you know, where does that leave the club now, do, do you think, and how, how does the club go about things now? I, I don't know. I was shocked when I when I saw it. I think it was, I think it was when I noticed, I saw it on the forum, Kev83 put it up and I just checked and it said then that he was gone or going, I should say, and I was like, my God, something, you'd think something serious has obviously happened, I mean, obviously, you can't speculate, but, I don't know, it's it's a strange one for a guy that, that came in and seemed to be delivering so much in regards to kind of giving back to the fans and opening forums to the fans and every everything that we were looking for last year, he seemed to be delivering this year, um, and saying that Ange was his man as well, was his, you know, now all of a sudden he seems to be going out the door, which is a I don't know, it's a big worry. Mark, oh, well, just I know it is a bit a bit of a worry because I mean we spoke before as well, Paul. He will have been making plans for. But we said Andrew's waiting to the window we shot before he looked at other stuff. But we also said that if Mackay and that wouldn't be doing their job if they weren't they were starting to do the build towards it, what they were wanting to change and things like that, so I don't know if they're going to just continue doing that line the now or wait till they get this new, a new CEO in. But I just said it's personal problems, you know. I mean, I don't all that stuff about thoughts, you know. I don't, I don't believe any of that for a minute. The way it's just happened, do you get what I mean? I mean, even folk are saying, oh, it's because Gordon Strachan, maybe it's because Gordon Strachan's coming in. Gordon Strachan's coming in to work for three months. He knew two, he knew a month ago that Gordon Strachan was coming in. 
I think it is. I think it is really something in his and his personal that's made him forced him to make this decision. It is forced to make him because uh, him and his his family, whatever's going on, are are doing well and they're they're, they're safe. Or whatever's going on, this, you know, but the, the biggest way, Paul, it's a big difference as well, Paul. If he's living in Edinburgh and then he's moving from Edinburgh to Glasgow, I mean, if he's in, obviously he was in charge of the Scottish rugby side of it. Mm-hmm. I I don't I wouldn't imagine for a second it's even remotely as intense as being the CEO of Celtic and everything that comes with it. Now whether whether his situations and I hope it wouldn't be that his his family weren't comfortable in in Glasgow or any of those surroundings. I hope it's nothing like that. I hope it's just something that maybe just it's a simple case that they just couldn't settle and it's just not for him. You'd hope it's something like that, but you wouldn't hope, you wouldn't like it to think there would be anything more serious than that, no? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, that's that's mainly it, Mark. That you, you don't want it to be something serious, like you don't. Know? Honestly, but see, commuting between Edinburgh and Glasgow, it's nothing. There's really nothing. Yeah. I mean, I don't drive, but I'm sure a couple of guys in the live chat will be able to tell you. But my rating is maybe a half hour drive. Ah, oh, fair enough. You know what I mean? See, his family could still stay through in Edinburgh. And, well, as it's just along the motorways, really, uh, Terence. It's not really that big a drive to even just date in the morning. People day date every morning. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's fair enough. Maybe, maybe it's the case, though, Mark, that he didn't, he didn't realise the the level of intensity and and everything that came with being CEO of Celtic. As I said, because being involved in the Scottish rugby, oh. it would be would be big. It would be, it wouldn't be a fraction of what he's going to be under. Pressure-wise, been with Celtic, like you know, that, unless unless that's the situation, I don't know. But look, just well, even at that, you think he would know what kind of pressure he was going. To, do you get what I mean? Living in living in Scotland, and what was we found out he was actually a Celtic supporter. Do you know what I mean? He would know himself what kind of pressure he was bringing on himself. Well, you you would you would imagine you would imagine a hundred percent, Mark. He would, but yeah, some something obviously for whatever reasons it hasn't worked out, and it's a shame because. He's, he came across as a really kind of, you know, a really out front kind of kind of guy. You know, I was really impressed with him. I, will, I, will, I think it's. I mean, although he was only there a few months, and we said at the time he's saying all the right things and answering the questions the way we want to hear him and that. But it, it, that's kind of his job, a wee bit of PR. But we kind of believed him, didn't we? He said he found stuff, and you just. Came out with stuff and you just knew right away Peter Law was talking a lot of rubbish. Whereas we built, we put our trust in Mackay because he came out and he seemed to be a bit more open. He was quite relaxed sitting even in the fan media events and that. And uh, it's a, I think it would be a big, could be a big loss because I think he did have a good vision of plans for Celtic to get the club back up to, to where it should be. That's the concern, no, Mark, is that you said it there that he had a vision. No. I know it's only been acting well that this fella Mike Nixon is coming in, but he was knowing the fact that he was piece of Lord's right hand man, piece of Lord bomb to the club. He think, but that's where the issue is that if he gets the job full time, we're not saying he is or I didn't, but change won't come the way we wanted or we believed that was going to come on the Ange because it's going to be mainly the same old story with the same board members there. I think that's more what Celtic supporters are kind of more worried about now on, uh, on social media. But it's Dermot Desmond that's making his decisions, Paul. He made the decision to bring in Mackay. And get, he made the decision to get Lowell out of the CEO job and put Mackay in. So, 
He's not. Do you see a new CEO outside Celtic coming in, sort? Ah, uh, that's. I think there'll be an outsider brought in again, Paul. I really. Mm-hmm. Again, and but then again, I've got. I mean, we've said it. We think it was Mackay uh, that brought Ange in. We saw the kind of close relationship they seem to have and how they kind of seem to go on. So that's another concern if a new CEO is going to come in and how's him and Ange going to go on. I think that's maybe maybe Mary a worry than like how's him and how's the new CEO and Peter Lovell going to go on. That's that that's it. Like isn't it? you know how's how's Ange going to react to this because he. He said himself he bought into Dominic McKay's plan for the club. You know, he saw the vision Dominic McKay wanted to do. Terence, you know, how if it said to go back to this stew string that we were in the 12 years, that we start going back to the way we were, the, the person that Andrew's in, he's going to walk, isn't he? Yeah, but I would imagine, though, Paul, like, not that I've ever been in a high power position like that, but CEO positions and that like that. They're, they're planning six months ahead, like so. The, like the blueprint, whether Don McCoy is there or not, should still be in place. Now, whether they adjust this is another issue. But these guys, you'd imagine, they have a six-month plan at least ahead to go. Okay, this is this is where we want to be in six months. This is to the whole structure of the club. So, mm-hmm. I, I imagine that they, it's not like it took them so long to get put someone in. I can't imagine they're going to rush someone in straight away. And that obviously, this guy, this Michael Nichols. It's, I suppose, in the sense, it's nearly like an assistant manager. When the manager goes, he's the, he's one of the fellas on the board, and it's an easy fella just to slip in for the time being, until they get maybe the right guy in again. But I surely imagine that that Dominic McCoy and Ange and the other powers who are involved in it have sat down and they've got a blueprint for this next six months. So it, there shouldn't really be a I I could a drastic change. I would hope not anyway. And one mm. of the things is is that the transfer window. So any work, the, any no matter who the CEO is, but any work he's done, was not going to, it's not going to have any effect on the team. Yeah, but we're, we're quite happy with Ange and the squad and that. You know, so again, again, we're back to talking about stuff going on behind the scenes. We thought we'd give us a bye for a while, you know, didn't we? But mm-hmm. it, it, that's a good thing as well. So really, we've got got to January kind of thing to get it sorted. Out. I know. I think it'll be sorted out long before that, but we've got to the end before we actually need like we'll get into a transfer window with Nicholson in charge of your negotiations and that's it. But um, do you know what I mean? He's never done that before. Yeah, the, the, the thing too, Mark. Like the, the best thing about Bubbles appointing Dominic McCoy was that he was from outside Celtic. He wasn't from the, the original board, and he came in with open eyes, and he saw where. The club needed to improve, you know, from board level, like not first team level. I mean, from from board level, he saw like that the departments needed restructuring, you know, and I think Celtic need to appoint outside again to to have those open eyes again to bring Celtic to the next step as well. Because if we're going to have the same old same old, we're not going to we're not going to move on, are we? But you know, quite a specialist job, Paul. Yeah. I mean, he this fella is qualified. Like, I was I, I was looking into Nicholson, and he's really part of the legal process in Celtic. You know, that's like he's in he's in charge of the kind of that department, the legal side of the club, because he he was a lawyer uh, before he came to Celtic, and 
and he started looking after all Celtics legal pro like maybe finalise contracts Mark sending them to relatives and stuff like that that's what he kind of looked after you know because he's he's brainier than anyone he is I'm not meaning that to disrespect basically a pen pusher kind of guy that's make all the paper, make sure all the paperwork's done and do you know what I mean? Crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure all the bills. I mean, that's part of the, the CEO's job, making sure the day to day running, that all the bills are paid and things like that. So he'll probably be able to do that. But as long term, just I don't think there's, any, there's anybody at Celtic who can just step into being CEO. Not no, Mark. Considering like you're looking at the average age of the likes of Ian Banker and Nicholson and all Nicholson's. In, in his in his sixties, I was looking up at uh, saying with uh, banker, he's he's pushing on with like you know that the game might have to like health wise maybe be physically able to take on that job as well, you know. No, I don't think I, I don't think it's a stock. Sorry, Mark, go on. Only go turns. I was just saying, Paul. I don't think I don't think a guy like that Michael Nicholson, if he's been at the club since 2013 and everything like that, I think the last thing a guy like him would want to be is in the forefront in. Been the CEO of the company, like he's he's his title. I think they said the title is he's director of league of legal and football affairs. Mm-hmm. You know he's more as as I think Mark might have been saying there. He's more to do with maybe signing off in the contracts and doing all that. He's more in the background. I'd say he, it's literally a case of look, just take it for the next few months or whatever it is. We'll have a guy in there as a, a specialist guy, a specialist guy in there who knows obviously the roles and a CEO role. I mean, and that, both there. Is that a full time job? Like Nicholson's job? Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, full time. Yeah, he's fully empowered. Yeah. Oh, I thought he's there. He's kind of lawyer practice or something like that, you know? No, he left. He left the, the lawyer's practice. Yeah, and he's, 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 he joined in 2013 from some. He's been at the club for eight years, I think, Terence is it? Yeah, since 2013, and he's in that role of the legal and football affairs since 2019. This guy is highly, highly like intelligent, and obviously he's got two two degrees from Strasbourg, one from Strasbourg University, one from somewhere else, and he's a master's from Harvard Business University. So he's that's one I went to. Oh, is it? I I was wondering. He said he knew you all right. Can he you, said he bumped into you over there, like can you not tell with the twang? That's where I learned the twang out at Harvard. <laughs> yeah, you have it all right. You have it out to a tee. Can you search you? And I suppose too, Mark, like if we were going to be appointing within the club when Peter Law stepped down that maybe he would be next in line, but the fact is that they looked from the outside to be something in the inside shows that there's actually is there maybe there's no one inside the club to t- take on that role. Oh, that's I don't think that is Paul. Even Nicholson he'll do for a stopgap keeping the you no know, juggling the plates basically kinda of thing, just Keep my friend ticking off to the freight find a new CEO. But I mean, if a transfer window was still open, this guy would be for me. Guy would be miles at his depth. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think Mark is like an assistant manager. To be honest, like when the manager gets sacked, you know, will you just step in there for a few months, get someone into to fill the role? I really think that's freaking John Kennedy. Got a hard on for John Kennedy. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. I think you're his love child or something. But, Mark, do you think that will that have any effect on, on the first team or the, for, for tomorrow's game in, in preparations? Or would it be the same as with, with Ange, do you think? I don't think 
I think we're probably privately Angel be disappointed in what's what's happened, but I don't think it'll affect the players in any real kind of way. I mean, they'll meet Mackay when they sign, and then the odd couple of wee nods and things like that. It's not as if they'll have any kind of day-to-day contact with me, wouldn't you think? Mm-hmm. It was just... And Angel, we know Angel doesn't let them... Well, it's not going to let them get get distracted with stuff that's going on. I think a kind of more upsetting read than, 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 than shocked with Dom Levin because, as you said, Mark, there, like, and, and Terry said, like, we were buying into his his project for the club and, and we were gradually seeing change. You know, we were gradually say, seeing like the fan media, he was being more more connected with the fans. You know, did, you know, we were seeing... There's been no murmurings, Paul, that he was unhappy or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, for the last few, I mean, even, I mean, even considering we lost the derby game, it's still we were talking about it the other night. It's still been a kind of positive vibe all around about the club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just came right out the blues, you know. I mean, usually if, if there's some some kind of friction going on behind the scenes, you get wee snippets of it even leaking to the media because they've all got their wee pet poodles that they give their own wee version of events to kind of things, but... Yeah, it's a really private thing, Mark, isn't it? I think it is just completely down to something in his personal life that just... It'll probably come out of the wash, but I don't think it was... I don't think it's anything Celtic done wrong. I don't think it's anything Dominic Mackay's done wrong. Mm-hmm. Look, moving on, look, because I... You know, I don't really want to be speculating, Mark, or going into conspiracy theories due to the fact that it came up that it was personal reasons and, you know, we don't want to be speculating anything because we don't know anything. So we'll move on then. So with the international football finish, we'll, we'll take a look at the Celtic players who run international junior and how their countries got on. Uh, only two Celtic players um, in the in, in the Scotland uh, squad. We had David Tomlin and Carl McGregor. Uh, Scotland lost 2-0 to Denmark. They won against Moldova uh, 1-0 and they beat Austria 1-0. The main biggest thing about her terms for me with Scotland is how... Uh, and we're outsiders, Max, so I'm not going to come to you like Terence being from Ireland as well. And you're looking at that Scotland team and you're wondering to yourself how David Turnbull is not getting into that Scotland team. Yeah, it's, it's a strange one, all right, Paul, but I suppose, like, Steve, Steve Clark is has always kind of been a defensive-minded kind of guy. And, you know, maybe he, he seems to be also to be a guy that is sticks very much to the guys. He's loyal, if you want to put it that way. He doesn't really tinker with the team too much, like. So, like, I mean, the majority, I, th- I know McGregor was on the bench, I think, for against Moldova and he came on, but normally it's McGregor and, and Billy Gilmore. And, you know, it depends who he's... You've got John McGinn in there as well. So you've got it. Like there's a there's a lot of good quality guys in midfield for Turnbull to to kind of push his way into it. And that's only obviously my opinion on it. So mm-hmm. from that side of it, you know, just those three guys alone. And if you put, I don't know, sometimes if McTomley is sitting and McGregor's further forward, he could he could maybe play or Billy Gilmore, they could maybe play in Turnbull's role a little bit further forward. So it, it, there's real quality in that area. So I mean, and look, I think. Mark even mentioned it the last time after the Derby game. Turnbull hasn't actually played that many games for, for you know, league games in general. So, I mean, he's still young. He's, he came on, I think, twice. So, you know, I think it's it's a slow progression for him in that sense when he come on. But 
he, there is quality players there in that area, so he just has to buy, buy this time for me, you know. Mark, do you want to come in? Terence is kind of really stating the obvious, do you? Well, I don't, you know, I don't really yeah. well, international football, but I just, even with the names Terence is mentioning there, Paul, I just go back to what I said after the Derby game as well about Turnbull. He's a bit lightweight. Steve, mm-hmm. Steve Clark likes his midfielders to have, didn't he? He likes to have a wee bit of the physical side to their game, you know what I mean? There's John McGinn, doesn't he mind a tackle, but that wee Billy Gilmer's the same. I think that's one of the things that's kind of holding Turnbull's progression back. You just need to kind of maybe toughen up a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, we had Israel. Uh, we have Dave Bison and Lee Labada. Uh, they beat Fair Islands 4 0. Uh, they beat Austria 5 2. They beat, uh, they lost against Denmark 5 0. Uh, I wasn't hearing so much about Lee there, but people were, were raving about Lee um, Bison here again, Mark, with Israel. He seems to be. Doing well on uh, international games. Anytime Israel are playing, he seems to be really stepping up. Need be son. Aye, <laughs> very good. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's like that. You know that he's really, he's still like That's a good result yeah. against Austria. Yeah. You see, they beat them five two. Five two, yeah, and it's going to come down now to Israel and Scotland again, and that was the same for the last. Is it three years, I think, Terence, that they, they uh, met in the last game or the group stages in, 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 in things, I think? You know? Yeah, they, they played, didn't they play them? Was it, would it be over two years? Right? Yeah. The last played them uh, in, 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 in home and away or something like that. Uh, yeah. It plays us quite regular then in qualifiers. Did Abba that play for them? Yeah, he was saying, but it was mostly that they were, they were raving about peace on. How they play? He played out. Yeah, he plays with us, Mark, out in the right. No, where did Beaton play? Centre back, I think. Centre back. Centre back, yeah. Cause that's probably why they scored five goals last five years against Denmark. You know? you know, but, like, we. We, we always kind of criticise him because they think, but he, he does seem to be doing well on international jury terms, don't they? Yeah, but come on. Seriously, Paul. Even listen, he might be good in the internationals. Like, look at the greatest respect. Look at Shane Duffy. Shane Duffy mm-hmm. looks like Aldini with Ireland. Doesn't he? He looks like he looks like Stevie Wonder with Celtic. <laughs> no offense meant. No offense meant him. Like, out of his kid, he's the best striker Ireland has. And mm-hmm. he was, he was, he was, obviously there was a lot of other reasons behind it. But he was terrible at Celtic. Here, mm-hmm. here, beat on isn't even a relation to a centre back. Not even a relation to a centre back. <laughs> Regardless of anything to do with Israel, maybe the guy beside him is absolutely brilliant. Maybe we should have that. <laughs> John Kennedy's a side of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But moving on, we had uh, Karl Starfeld from from Sweden. Sweden beat Spain two one, and Sweden beat Azerbaijan two one. Sweden are a tough country to to play against, and you can see. Best in the world, didn't they? Put yeah, but what I'm saying is, Mark, because of the financial strain, like I would say that's in the Spanish league now, you can really see that it's affecting their national team as well, can't you? You know, like a couple, couple of years back, you could see Spain maybe hammering Sweden 5, maybe 4 nil. you know, but it's really... Yeah, Spain, 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 they always have a couple of stinker results, Paul. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. I just. I, I don't. I just off the top of my head. I'm. They're always. Bigger than they come true. Kind of come come good. Kind of near the end or kind of when they get to the the, the World Cups or the Euros. You know when they get into the next stage. You know. But it's good to see that. You know, Starfield is getting caught up to the to Swedish team, isn't this? I expect Sweden to beat Spain. Do you really mean that? But to be like a cutting buster that game, winter. Yeah. You know, I think that was the. The shock of the of of that group result, you know, people were saying that Sweden were were comfortable against against Spain. You know that they never looked under pressure. They never looked like losing the game. Well, you know, the staff felt confidence are power are good as well. Yeah, I don't think he played against. No, he played against. I don't think he played against Spain. No, but he came on against Azerbaijan. Yeah, he came on against Azerbaijan, one of them crowd, but. I and I think the, in the three matches Sweden played, he was only on the bench for the Azerbaijan or the Uzbekistan game, and he came on there. It was unfortunate. It was the the gentleman from the other side of the city who scored in the derby match was was centre back in the three games. All right, but Starfield only came on only came on in the second game. He was in the well, first. He's young, Terence, you know, and oh, he is. For Starfield to get caught up, like it's, like it's good for him as well, and confidence wise, you know, to be. To be wrong, different defenders kind of lauding off them as well, isn't this for for his confidence? It's 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 brilliant, Paul. And listen, I I think I think Starfield's a fine player. I really do, and I think he's only going to get better and better. And it's it's great to see him getting involved in the in the national in the national team. As I said, more exposure for him, and more the the more he plays for Celtic and Touchwood, the better he plays for Celtic, the more he's he could push for a place for the start in the start side for Sweden. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we had Kyogo. Uh, Japan, Japan lost against Oman 1-0 and they lost against China 1-0. I'm not going to dwell too much into Kyogo because we're going to talk about it later, but the big uh, story was that Kyogo came off injured and he's going to miss, is it is it four to three weeks, Mark, I think? Uh, three or four weeks, I've seen. Yeah, so we, we'll talk about that more on uh, things. So Tom Roger played with Australia. Australia beat China 3-0. And uh, they beat Vietnam 1-0 uh, again. Yeah. Terence, want to come in? Vietnam. That's my point. What in the name of God is he doing going playing Vietnam? See, that's it. Like, you know, that's just my... I'd be very interested now to see uh, the team tomorrow. And yeah. if Rogic is honest... Tomorrow. He hasn't a hope. You couldn't play him tomorrow, Paul. Oh, you know, that's... It's half around the world, like. And that's the problem, isn't this? You know, that he's travelling across the world and he's missing like games that set they want him because he's he like we have injuries, Mark, you know, that the squad still isn't really do you know what I mean? He should be there with Celtic players, you know what I mean? See the way he's been playing for this Paul Exactly. He could run a mock against Ross County. Mm-hmm. And they just say, but I don't know. I don't expect well we've got to name one line ups later on, but I don't yeah. expect them to start them or anything. Yeah. No. Oh, the key uh, as well is, is, but I didn't. I wouldn't have thought. See, I, honestly, I, see if Kyogo, Terence, if Kyogo was injured, I didn't. I don't think he would have started the more either. Do you know what, Terence? Do you know if these matches here where Australia were played in uh, neutral grounds as well? They were playing in Dubai. Dubai was it as well. Yeah. It's they were all kind of. Australia quite, was on a red zone or something like that. I think. Yeah. Well, Australia, Australia, no one in, no one in and out. Yeah. No one in and out. It doesn't matter. It's, your, it's, a, it's a complete lockdown. But that, it's just it's just the problem that kills is the killer is, is with Rogic. As soon as he strikes any bit of form, 
bang, back in the Australian setup. Like, mm-hmm. and he'd been formed. It was the same there, like, with, under Rodgers when he was playing great football. He was back in, when he's in the horrors, when he was, say, with Lennon and he wasn't playing much, you know, he's not even considered. I he was going out there and he was getting injured because he wasn't fit, because he wasn't playing with Lee Lennon's team either. And then he's fit, and then he goes out there and he's, and, he, and he's all going to be legged coming back out in terms, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Listen, listen, I'd say, to be fair, no better man than Ange. He knows the journey itself. So, yeah. you know, but he, he, I'd say he has. He's thinking about Rogic for maybe during the week. I'd say he hasn't even. You, I'd be surprised if you see Rogic even on the bench. To be honest with you, because to, to, to play the matches, to do the journey, to come back, to be like you'd have to be exhausted. And, and and as well as that, as we said the last time, he's he had his, he's he has his duty free fags for the barrel, and he smoked three hundred of them already. So you know what I mean? He's be sorted. But I, I like Mark said there. I can't see him anyway. Him being involved tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Next, we had Conor Hazard for Northern Ireland. Uh, they beat Lithuania 4-1 and they beat Estonia 1-0. Uh, I don't think Hazard played in both games. Terence, did he? I think it was... Was it was it I think, was in goal, I think? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I don't sort of not much there. And the only 21s we had, Welch and Montgomery, they, they drew one all against Turkey on the 21s. But the big news from the international games was that long times. Um, how long Celtic star will be out after picking up an injury while being on duty with Japan uh, Celtic manager and confirmed that Kyogre will be out to four weeks which is a huge blow to Celtic considering how Kyogre has been since joining the club uh, Kyogre will miss games against Ross County tomorrow uh, before a trip to Wilbertis uh, Thursday night that follows a trip to Livingston on the 19th of September before Celtic take on Red Rovers in the League Cup on Thursday the 23rd. Next is uh, Dundee United at Celtic Park on Sunday the 26th of September before we face Leverkusen on uh, the 30th of September. Uh, realistically, the earliest we can expect Kyogre to be back is a trip to Pitadri on the 3rd of October, but perhaps, and being realistic, we mightn't see him back until we travel to Far Park on the 16th of October. Big games, Mark, especially in Europe, that we could do with Kyogre, considering how well he's been since he joined the club. In this, you know, you're looking at there, like, you think of four weeks, Mark, you think it's not that long. But when you break it down into the games, like, there's midweek games there, there's weekend games there, and, you know, and they're big games, aren't they? Uh, just, uh, I mean, hopefully we've got enough to go like, by without him in Scotland, Paul, but... Uh, the European games, he was kind of, we'd have been looking at him for that wee bit of something special. And he'd have been, like him to be the difference that could have got his points against these Europa League teams. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a blow, but well, puts the, we'll not be arguing about if he's to play in the left or through the middle for a month anyway, wouldn't we, no? Mm-hmm. Terence, do you want to come in and It's like Mark said, I mean, he was your kind of X factor, especially in Europe, you know, he was a standout. Yeah, I, I would agree with what Mark is saying as well. I would I would hope, I would certainly think that we should have enough for the games, majority of the games you, you named out there, Paul, in Scotland. It's the European ones that you were kind of going, oh, you know, because we're, we're, we're short on, we're short on bodies up front. Um, and it's, it's interesting actually, because I was reading the report about Kyle and some, and some reporter or, some manager guy was saying 
Celtic will be going mad because he was actually playing on the left for Japan. Yeah. Yeah. When he got, when he got the injury, he wasn't playing through the middle. He's actually he was playing on the left wing. No, not this. Look, he could have had the he could have got the injury through the middle. It's all one like what? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a big disappointment, and it's it's not so much the three to four weeks, Paul, but like it might the be games. Weeks. Well, the games as well, but you also have to take into consideration if it's four weeks out. You know, his fitness is going to drop. I'm yeah, sure he's a very, fit, yeah. very, very, a very fit young man. There's no doubt about it. But it could take another week or two to get back. So, like, you could be you could be anywhere from four to six weeks, you know, before he's up to full pelt. Now, that, you know, hopefully it's quicker than that, but that's the other side of it. He's resting, he's recovering, and then he's, he's getting right, but then he's got to slowly build it back up again. And, you know, well, look, we just have to make, make do without him for the time being. And, mm-hmm. You know the other play- the other players just need to step up that are in that position. It's a chance for a Yeti. Yeah. It's a chance for Jacko now. The two of them have to prove a point. Odd wind news and important in festival tomorrow is that Alge also said that uh, Jacko he won't start tomorrow's game against Ross County and said he's a bit behind in terms of fitness and hasn't played since May. So it's more than likely, as as Terence said there, that a Yeti. Uh, will play off front, but Mark Ange pointed out again that Ayesi has been working extremely hard in training uh, the last couple of weeks again, and uh, it's a, it is a terrible said Mark. It's a it's a chance though for Ayesi to show us what he can do. Like if he's if he's as fit as what Ange is saying, we should be able to see Ayesi be able to keep up with Ange's style of play. Well. He's here for the next six months anyway, Paul, sir. Yeah. You'd like to think he'd, he'd, he'd knuckle down and try and prove and show that he's worthy he, a, a place. I mean, he's obviously, I don't. He's never he's never going to be first choice unless he. I don't know, but some miracle happens with him. But, I mean, it's up to him now to grab the chance and show that he's worthy of a place in the squad and that he can mm-hmm. be relied on. I mean, yeah. if he goes out there and just he puts in a good shift, it's even if he doesn't score, but he goes out there and puts in a good shift, he's a, he's, impro- he's an improvement on what Edward's been. Well, he's been last season himself as well, Mark. You know what I mean? Because, you know, um, all the news is that um, James McCarthy is fit and uh, he could feature tomorrow. Uh, Radisson, Mark, I believe, is out uh, with COVID. He's, missed, he's isolated for 10 days, which is... Which is a blow for him, mostly, Mark, considering how how well he was doing, you know. Well, we said Paul went to the jersey, the number, the right back position. It was it was his to lose or somebody to come in. Yeah, take it, sir. The way the dice is fell into it, some well, will probably get the chance and Laura playing at right back. I'd think. And I was wondering two times when people were saying, um, why didn't Steve Clark uh, call Radson up to the the Scotland team, and he said at the moment, uh, calling up Radisson is complicated. And when you look back at it now, you can see why he said that because we can't, uh, and informed today that Radisson has COVID. It, it, it is a, a blow, uh, considering that Radisson was one of our kind of star players since since Ange came in. Well, listen, to me, for me, Paul, he's been the best player. Mm-hmm. Celtic boy. You know he's been absolutely outstanding. If you were to say who's the who's the player year up to here, I know it's in a few games. He'd be mine because the, the guy's turnaround is phenomenal. Well, we're just so lucky that we got players. We have, in, we, yeah. have, we have we have got 
Ivanovic in there because, like, if this was a couple of weeks ago, <coughs> no, we'd have, we'd have had no one at right back. You know, they'd have been looking at maybe putting Stephen Welsh there because they didn't have anyone. But at least we have, at least we have him that we can put him in there, and obviously, hopefully that um, Ralston recovers quickly and recovers safely. That's the main thing. You know, it's, it's a, that's a horrible illness to have. That's the main. That's the main thing. First and foremost, once he gets better, you know, football can take a backseat. When you see like, like support Mikey there, who's struggling badly, and you know, so first and foremost, once he gets fit and he gets healthy and he gets well, the football will always be there. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark um, Taylor uh, isn't kind of match fit either, so he's not going to feature tomorrow either. Uh, we know James. So he's James Foster kind of back in training, but. He's he's not going to be featured tomorrow because again he's he's not match fit like and uh, Julian I believe Mark isn't going to be available now to maybe uh, November middle of November uh, that he's he's not where he should be during his rehab I, I was reading today like so like th- there's a big injury list there Mark so early in the season isn't this you know well, it's not really up to say Ralston. It is a bit of a key injury because he was playing so well, but lucky to get your out of the chin. But, well, we knew, we knew Julian was going to book. you know what I mean? kind of mid-term for this season anyway. But just, I was saying anyway, Mark, that it could be at least December when we should expect to see Julian kind of match fit, you know, because if he's going to be back in training... Like Terence said there about Kyogre, like if he's going to be back in training in November, he needs to be free. His face, he might be December when we see him. It was that not when we hit the post. What is actually his injury? I don't know. He's his blouse, I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, guys have come back for broken legs and to get bad broken legs in that in less time than Julian's been out. No, I think he's a bit soft now in fairness as well, though. You know I mean? There's a little bit of the old girl's blows about him, like. Uh, I agree with that, Terence. I don't think he... He could knock... He could knock... Like, if you really wanted to... I look... Okay, I'm sure it was a bad bang. But you could kind of, you know, try and work through it a little bit more. And I don't know. Sometimes I, I footballers, for me, they just... I don't know. They they kind of milk it a bit. And I think he's... I could be wrong. You could hear him screaming on the telly and that. That used to... It was more about... Remember? Why me? Jorgen Klopp said about, about Sturridge that it was kind of... It was more on his head that it was in his body that he, he feared of an injury. Do you know what I mean? That he he's well, going into a... Tra- Liam said it's a shattered shatter kneecap they had off here. That's got to hurt right enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. If that's what he's had, then we take it back. But I think the big news about, about that injury list, Mark, is uh, we might finally get to see James McCarthy start again, uh, considering that Roderick won't be, won't be played that... McCarthy will come into that midfield role and maybe Cal McGregor and Tarn might push up a bit more into Roderick's role considering Christie's not there either. Oh, well, that's a, I've got for most I've picked to see midfielders to McGregor, McCarthy, and Turnbull Paul Malino. That's mm-hmm. what I think it will be. I mean, it's it'll be the exact. They were the exact same trio I had. But it is like you could see in the last couple of games, most of them were, were playing. I would say not better but tougher opposition than than we than what we were playing in AC Almar and, and Rangers. That's where we needed a James McCarthy. You know, I know that 
we're playing kind of lesser opposition, maybe McCarthy will get more game time. Yeah, you know, because yeah, and you as well as the kind of kind of being a bit. I don't know. If it, I can't even mean the words words or words what he said it was, but. Uh, he said he kind of wrapped him up in a bit, a bit of cotton wool and he could have maybe played before this. No, I mean, I said the game at Ibrox was scheming out for something like McCarthy in the midfield. So, I think Ange still was kind of protecting him as well, Mark. Ah, but that's yeah. we probably protect him a bit too much. But, I mean, you've just got to go with the sports science guys and take your judgment. But Ange, you know what I mean? But he decides it's his decision. So hopefully that's, get, that's him back to match fitness and ready become a regular in the team because I think he'll make a, a big big difference to the team Paul I really do will we see our new signings uh, Yasser Skins and, and Vickers maybe maybe coming into the, the start line up tomorrow like, I don't want your predictions now but, but will we see them coming in do you think okay line ups can we yeah. yes, we talked about the match so what's I start yourself Mark but the line up yeah. Right, obviously I went with Joe Hart, Juranovic, Welsh, Starfelt and Scales, the back four, McGregor, McCarthy and Turnbull in the midfield, and Abada, Ayeti and Jota up front. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's, I went to say and I took out Welch. And I, took, I played Vickers. You know, I think that... I know, I, I, I feel like he, he being a, a, a bit more toughness than what's needed at that back. I still think the the back line is very light, you know, that there's just kinda of no toughness against them. Do you know you know, there's no there's no kind of physique but Cameron would be bring that toughness. Now I don't know if he's match fit does he actually need so that that thing, do you know, but uh the big thing for me is that uh, and I said on the form John Mac, it wouldn't surprise me I said to you, it wouldn't surprise me uh if scales would start at the weekend. And I said that too would uh, on Skype that I was talking to one of my work colleagues, and he said that Skins would start because he's a massive, he's a massive Shamrock Rovers fan, and he says that uh, Skins is going to start at the weekend. But it just shows Mark how 
we've seen him with Ange throughout the season so far that he's not afraid to throw players in. Like we had Kyogo, we had Avida, we had Starfelt, uh, Joseph against against Rangers, he threw me. You know, um, this international break, Paul, he said over a week kind of thing to train with Ange and get to the mm-hmm. system. And then uh, Ange actually, yeah, Ange actually probably, probably saw too, Mark, that because I, I was saying this, and, and Terence knows about scales as well, like he's fast. He's young and and Andrew would say like I don't need to be having three or four sessions with this fella. This fella can just start from the start, you know. Uh, what's your take on uh, on on scales, Terence? You know that he, I think it's more I, likely that he will be getting a, a start tomorrow. Yeah, I had I had him in my team for tomorrow. Like I'd have him, I'd have him definitely playing. I mean, he's he's been playing all season. He's been playing in Europe, so for me. He he was a definite starter at full back. Um, now I would have definitely had him in there. I would have obviously gone with Hart. I can't pronounce the Croatian lad's name. Janovic, mm-hmm. Scales, Starfield. I would or sorry, Welsh, Welsh Star, Starfield, Scales. I would have gone the same three midfield: McGregor, or McCarthy, McGregor, Turnbull, Yata, Abida, and Ayeti up front. Um, that would have that would have been my team, but I I think Scales is is, is definitely going to start. And as as you man, Cav, the Vickers guy, he played a lot of preseason. He's played preseason matches mm-hmm. first than today, so he he should be reasonably up to match fitness. But I would still I would still I would still try and keep the, the certainly the back four obviously as as normal as it could. Obviously, if Ralston was fit, I'd have started Ralston, and I'd have start still started Scales. I I think he. I think he definitely deserves a crack at left back. Like what what Terence was saying there about scales, like the the Irish league is a is a summer league. It starts in the summer, so scales is like we're half through the we we be half through the season now, Terence. I mean, you know, so he's he's up to he he's match fit, like you know. So and as I said this before, Paul, the league island people look good. And Ross County would be on the same level, really, as what Shamrock Shamrock Rovers would be better than than I would I would say they'd be better than Ross County terms, wouldn't they? Yeah. Which for Paul, if he wasn't match fit, he wouldn't have been called into the Republic of Ireland squad. Exactly. He wouldn't be in the Republic of Ireland squad if he wasn't. If he was, if he was good enough, I know. Thank you. An ideal game for him to make his debut. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it too. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him because, you know, like he's, I, 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 I haven't watched him lately over COVID and with the League of Ireland. It's only kind of shown once a blue moon and on Irish television, which is a really shame. Like we don't promote the game as they as they should, but you know, he, like he's getting great reviews. Like he's. He scores goals in Europe. You think like so? He's playing at the top level, Mark. That he could play. In, do you know what I mean? Like he scored goals in Europe, and I, I think like, people are saying on the phone that it's a big step up. Yeah, stinker, you got to take pelters for this, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking banging on Gino and Jesus. <laughs> boy. He won't. Okay. Well, he'll have, he'll have a stormer, Paul. I guarantee he'll have a stormer. <laughs> Oh, Mark, we're going. To, you, I think we're going to see. See what we're, we're talking about, Paul and his daft things, right? He, he was, did, did I say? Did I mention about the pieces? No. Right. See when he was doing this thing, his players about the new signings, all his review, the players that we signed, he'd done for the last podcast. He, he, he writes everything, doing right, something like that to him. Oh, I'll need to get the wife to make make me up a flask of bovril and some pieces. And he didn't know what pieces were. I said Scottish, Scottish sandwiches. He asked me, what, what do you have in them? <laughs> <laughs> I 
anything you want. It's two bits of breed with anything you want in between it. Ham and cheese, Paul. You can have ham and cheese. Now. <laughs> It'll be fine. Get a bottle and you'll be laughing. Did you, you know what pieces were, Terence? Did you know what pieces were? as well and you'll be laughing. Did you know what pieces were? Not a clue, no. No. Lie your way through it, bud. Lie, just go, oh yeah, of course I do. He doesn't know you don't know it. I, you watch all the Scottish comedies, you must have known what a piece was. <laughs> no, I didn't do it, and I'd watch Brad Seen Isbet and all that, and I used to love that. But no, I, I wouldn't have had a school beast, to be honest, but at the same time, I'd have bluffed it. I'd have said, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, Bobby Sutherland. Bobby's up <laughs> Night guys got to get a wee man's birthday banners and that sorted for tomorrow. Hail, hail, God bless. Happy birthday to your bloody seventh birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday to your laddie, Bobby, for all the lads. Bus, they're, mm. they're the best of luxury traveling and things like that. 
basically hooked heels and stuff like that. But apart from apart from maybe Rogic and Kyoga, the majority of the other lads, I think, were reasonably, you know, it was mainly in 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 Europe. They weren't travelling, you know, half around the world like the, the like Kyogo and Rogic. So you'd hope that it's a case that it's it's you know they're back in the country quick enough. They're maybe settled back in quickly enough. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I I would imagine it won't knock won't knock a sorrow on them too much because I'd say with the whole COVID and everything else. As soon as they finish their match, they're up and they're gone. There's no kind of stand waiting around anymore, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Not only, though, uh, will our eyes be on um, Scales and Jovanovic, uh, Tuamak, uh, it's going to give us a chance to see uh, Yasha as well tomorrow. I know, I know we had our, we have our concerns about him, about, about this loan deal and, and, and the buy clause we have in it, but we'll be able to see what kind of player he is as well tomorrow and hopefully he actually proves us wrong you know that he, he he is a good player you know oh, I don't think we said he was a bad player no we didn't no, but I'm just saying like that compare what they were saying in the analysis the other day like that he's finishing his, he, uh, his passing seems to be poor his distribution seems to be poor do you know that a bit, a bit raw a bit yeah. rough the edges and again we've got the right manager to bring the best out in him so I mean it might be I mean, if he's playing the more it was going to be his first game and well we know Ross County are going to be a bit physical so we'll find out how we can take that kind of side of the game that, uh, tomorrow but uh, I mean it's a big I, did, I, I, I kind of watched him and read what he was saying and things like that. I mean I kind of took a bit of shine into him do you get what I mean? Yeah it's like it's a big difference for him to be playing we say against uh, like we said uh, I, I would say what, what would you explain Greg? Portuguese football market. It's, I would say it's not Ross County won't be a team that would be in the Portuguese league kind of a thing. You know that. No. See how we how we how that affects him. Like, would he be able to take the physical approach because like he's a young lad. He, he's not that physical uh, strong, physical enough. You know, but be interested to see how he does tomorrow. And I think the only donor is that Kyogo is in fist, uh, so we could actually start. Uh, up, I would say, partnerships and yeah, between the three of them, yeah, yeah. I think as well, um, we might see Jacko maybe come on maybe the second half late, second because he hasn't been playing since May. What is that? Oh, he was 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 he banned for a couple of games as well, Mark? I think was it that he hasn't been playing. I read something about that, Paul. I did. I seen something, some article about him being banned for games as well. You know, it's just a shame because, you know, it it, it would he he would have been really the ideal replacement to to slot into that position, wouldn't he? You know, into Kyogre's position, you know. Mark, there's a big uh, creek like wind there or something coming through. Is that bad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that was like a train or something coming through there. I never heard then in the two terms. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there are you expecting Terence Celtic to go all gun blazing tomorrow? And maybe get get a good result tomorrow against Ross County? Yeah, as I said as I said, Paul, I just I think it's a it's it's hit the reset button. Go out and do exactly what you've been doing. Like the majority of the players that we that we would have named are, have been there all along. 
on the ranch. There's one or two maybe coming in, possibly that are going to come in, but at the same time, they should be their quality footballers. They should be able to. They should be able to adjust. And obviously, Ange has had them for a week. He's going to be able. To, I know it's only a week. He's going to be able to say to them, "Look, this is the way we want to play. This is what I want you to do." But like I mean, for him's sake, if Jota does start on the wing, I mean, whether it's he's doing it with Benfica or whether he's doing it with Celtic, if he's on the left wing, he knows his job. Yeah. He needs to get a great he... man, supply it, and also obviously work back when the ball is lost. Yeah, and, I mean, and I, he'll find out very quick if he's not doing that because Ange doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to be, you know, he, as he said himself, he's not a guy to put an arm around someone. He'll more likely give him a boot up the arse. Like. Yeah, because I remember... Uh, pre-season remember Mark I said to you about Christie doing that mid-paced pass and Ange putting his hands into his head like you know what I mean like that's the type of like Ange would would tell you your mistake do you know what I mean like he doesn't want you doing that kind of thing he doesn't want you kind of doing this long pass it's not Ange's style so it's not that, that kind of Christie what, what Christie was kind of trying to do in pre-season you know, that wasn't Ange's style you know but he's saying you're a good coach Paul yeah no, I mean Get through, get through the game. They're all sitting, oh, they should be all sitting watching games together and pointing out the mistakes. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. The team with the coaches and pointing out the mistakes and learning from the mistakes. That's the only way you're going to become a better player. And to what, what Terence was saying there, and I think, like, if you look at the squad now, when I choked the whole squad, Yasser's our only real natural left sided player in, uh, in the squad. You know, like, I know you can play Forrest out there, but that's not Forrest's uh, natural role. Like, Forrest is mostly on the right. He spent his right. But that Yasser is, is our only thing. Now, do you think he maybe might utilise that position between Montgomery and Yasser, considering we saw Montgomery play that maybe for a role? You know, like, we, like if you look at it, like, we have, we have scales, uh, Montgomery, uh, Bonangoli and Taylor that's the left backs like one of them has to go and I, is the Turkish transfer window Mark still open is that closed now or what oh, I think it's closed now Paul so Bonangoli is going to be here as well till, till January yeah. just buy the ticket I beat something leave now you know so, but like it's a role that one of them is going to lose out and I wouldn't like to see Montgomery lose out Terence do you know what I mean? Uh, he won't. He won't. He won't lose out. He's the young lad. Mm. The young lad is young lad is quality and like, I mean, against Aza Dagmar, he was. He, yeah. Uh, he was man of the match for me. Um, and like and he's even perform- his distribution is passing is next to none as well. Like he, like he can play a good cross as well. He's like well, he's, he's got a lot really for young lad terms, don't he? He does, but like I mean, he. I think if I'm not mistaken, he set up the goal in the other mm-hmm. twenty-one match as well. I think he. His cross, his cross was uh, he assisted for the goal in that under twenty one game, but like, and he's there. He knows what's expected of him. He knows what what Ange wants him. Whether that's in the left back role or if it happened to be up on the left side of his field, left wing, I would have no fear of putting that young man in there. Absolutely no problem. If he if he had if Jota ran out of steam after sixty minutes or whatever, and he has to come on, I I think he I think there's absolutely no issue there with him whatsoever to be playing there. Yeah, I I actually. I agree with you there. Like, I, I couldn't see Yasser maybe playing the whole game tomorrow, Mark, considering it's only his kind of first game at the club. Do you think he might 
being Montgomery to that role. Like. I think I think so. That's probably the way you'll go with it. I think you know. as I said, I think you will start, but I'm with Terence, I've got no qualms with playing the young young uh, No, that's what we were looking for, Mark, weren't it? To bring this young lad Aye, and I on, get, Yeah. It's Ross County. Our young players should be capable of doing their job against Ross County. Mm-hmm. That's a, and I mean, see, really, Paul, see, like this game, the more of that is for me the kind of game I speak about all the time where you should be yeah. put a couple of young players in. And that our young players should be at the level to be able to beat Ross County. Again, mm-hmm. it's but we put a lot more money into our young players and even probably put any of our first team players didn't that. Mm-hmm. that. That's a game, Mark, where I'd love to see even a young lad like like young lad like Moffat. If, if, if we're saying that we're kind of limited on wing positions, have him on have him on the bench tomorrow and go and if it was a case hopefully we were three, four up, go to him. Like, okay, there's twenty five minutes, show me what you could do. Definitely. At least and you know, and then go, Okay, we have an, we have another option. If God forbid we lost two two wingers or whatever you can go, okay, away you go because that, that young man in pre season was absolutely outstanding. He and even in the college league he's 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 doing very well as well. You know, he's he seems to be kind of progressing well, uh, but one thing that that I noticed that the last two three games, Mark, was that how weak our bench looked. You know that there was no one on there really to, 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 to come on and, and make it. And I think it's going to be the same tomorrow. I think maybe we'll have Barker, Beaton, Montgomery. Uh, we might have young Dane Murray on there as well. I think. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Jacko. You know what I. Considering the injuries we have, the bench is still very light, isn't this? You know? Uh, well, it is a bit, but again, it's, it's doing the injuries, Paul. It's, a, it's just. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. If Ralston hadn't get COVID, if Kiago hadn't get injured, yeah. I mean, their, their bench is looking stronger right away because, you get, just because whoever plays there taking up, the team's going to be on the bench. Because I, I speak about it as well. We've got. Just, We've been doing the kind of roadie trying to like puff out the squad and fill the squad with all these two and three million pound players, and they very rarely work out. No. So for me, I've said it to you, Paul. It should be a mixture of the older heads, older heads and more experienced players and young players. Because if you're a player and you're kind of prime, you shouldn't be happy with sitting on the bench. Yeah. No. But that problem, it would probably look a corner if we're going to talk about who's going to be young players. Yeah, I talk, I, I, I have him down, but I just want to say that there, like that, you are about bringing young players through, right, and, and having them on the bench, but the problem is then, right, if they play, we say, 10 minutes of a game five times, Mark, it doesn't matter if it's five minutes, two minutes, or three minutes, but if they play five, five minutes, uh, they can't move back down to the cause thing then you see and that's then hindered their progress then like so maybe Andrew's actually aware of that rule and that's why we're not seeing the likes of uh, as Terence said there's a lad Morfitt coming on in, in the, the end of the game because if he plays any minutes five times like if he play if he's involved Terence five games Celtic first team he can't drop back down to the cause league do you get me? Yeah but isn't that only isn't that only in the league? It's not in the cup matches. Is not cup matches, no. Not but cup yeah, matches. but then, then that, yeah, I can understand then. But that's why you would hope then in the Wraith Rovers match. Yeah, that we would see these youngsters. That you see those guys on it. I'd like to see um, crack like. 
Osmond Law, you know, come up for the Red Rovers game or the likes of Liam Shaw, because I know they dropped down for himself and um, you know, Rahidi dropped down for that game, Mark, when uh, they played Morton. They dropped down, you know, so there's, there's different rules for the league, but you know, it's it's just a strange like that with, with this course league that you can't have your young players involved. And I suppose, Mark, that's it, it's you can't have your cake and eat it, Paul. Yeah, you know, I, so it's just not fair on the teams then that they're then like if you're involved in the first team, then you're dropping down. Do you know what I mean? It's not fair then on on the teams that are in that league then already. So it's not, you know. And just going on loan players, and I, I was talking to Mark is that um, Luke O'Connell uh, has asked his agent to to get him a move out of Celtic in January. Uh, he said that there's been broken promises to him uh, last season and this season. Uh, about his involvement in the Celtic first team. He's not been on, really, Mark, he's not been on the subs bench. He's not been on on the team. Uh, I personally kind of like Luke Yeah, I, I like him. What's talking about him all this time? Yeah, and, and I do, because like, I, I saw him play for the Irish of 21 for, for years. And, but I think Mark has come, he, like, he's hitting nearly 22, 22 now, Mark, and I think he's come to a stage like he's too old for the Colts League. That he needs to be playing, and he didn't get a loan deal. Mark that he was hoping in uh, the transfer window, but there's another problem. Mark that needs to be addressed is the pathway to the first team, and maybe with Gavin Strachan not being involved, like that we can sort this. Uh, God, sorry, that we can sort this problem out because that's what Strachan is most going to be coming into is. Have a look at the, the structure of of it. Dean's looking at the youth set up and the uh, the women's set up. Yeah. You know, we've spoken about it umpteen times, Paul. We've spoken about the young Celtic player that's, that went to Bayern Munich. Morrison. Morrison that spoke about it yourself. It's all, didn't he? These young players have a pathway and knowing where their career, what direction their career's gone in. I mean, they're just the ages like a Connell 22. He's wrong, that. Yeah, I get him up there. 22, it's... And he's no twenty-two year old at a club like Celtic, and you don't know if you've got a future at the club or, or no. You're just a kind of limbo. That's that's no fair even on the player. I don't think Paul. He's gone on twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah. I think Mark, in that situation, if you're a player and you don't know if you have a future, the answer is you don't. Uh, because if you if you're if you're wondering if I have a future at Celtic. Then, if you have to wonder, then my answer is you don't. And if you look at Luke O'Connell, if you were to look at him in his role, he'd be probably probably four choice. You'd have you'd have McCarthy, you'd Sorrow, you'd McGregor, all can play that role. And you, if you're saying he's he's four choice, like there's no hope in the lad getting again, unless there was an absolute uh, mountain of injuries. So I I couldn't see. So if I if I was if I was in his shoes you'd be kind of going, okay, look, I, I have to go because he's not. I can't see any way how the guy's going to get a game. But if the club's broke promises to him as well, you've got to... <laughs> but I think the biggest issue, Mark, is like, Mark, that he's not... He's not even... Getting like, the bench or anything. Yeah, but he's not being put down to the coast league either. I mean, he's he's a first-team squad member. He's not part of the coast league. He hasn't been named in the coast league. He's been named in the first-team squad. And whatever has happened 
in talks between himself and Ange, Mark, that he, maybe he was probably scared time by Ange or, or things like that, but something's after breaking down here between between the club and Luca, you know, and, and it's, it's a piece like this. I don't like to see young players leaving without, without us even seeing, Mark, if they're good enough or if they're not good enough, so we can make it. To prove ourselves. Yeah, you know, we, we've seen too many leave over the year terms, you know. Oh, it, well, if 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 it is like you're saying, and, and he was given certain promises by the club, and they haven't fulfilled them or honoured them, it's bad form. It's yeah, that's what, bad form, like you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. They've, they've done that with Karamoka Dembele as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And I suppose if you're if you're if you're looking at the, sorry if you're if you've been look Luke Connell and you're looking and one thing or and you're seeing near Beaton on the bench as well. Yeah, that's, you yeah, know, that's, you know yeah. you're screwed. Like yeah, you know you're absolutely screwed. Like, like. I said, for Mark was saying for. Months on the podcast, like you know, I mean, like Luke O'Connell should be on the bench, Mark, before he beat her. Definitely, he's taken up a place where, where we're blocking a pathway for youngster to get on on the first. Like, it's, it's, I think it's not more like Luke O'Connell, like, knows Mark, he's not going to be in the first team starting lineup, but he wants to be maybe on the bench that he could come in. So, I mean, instead of Zorro, I think. That kind of thing, but if you look at the two, like the likes of Liam Shaw's not getting a look in there either because Beeson is on the bench before Shaw and everything, like you know, what I mean, so it's not just Luke O'Connor, like Beeson has taken up a place where he shouldn't be taking up a place, do you know. You have to be given a fair crack of the whip, yeah. You have to be given a fair crack of the whip if you're bringing in a guy and you're going, Look, this is what I, I have you in my plans, I'm looking for you to do this, I'm looking for you to do that. And then you get no go. You get no chance to prove yourself. It's not very fair. It's not very fair. I mean, I, I mean, if Celtic don't think the lad is going to make it with Celtic, and by all accounts, everything seems to point to that, they should have said to me pre-season, look, you're not really in our plans. We have this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. And the two other guys you mentioned there, Paul, as well, as you said, you, you as much as I hate, hate saying it, but Beaton and Shaw... They're probably they're obviously clearly both ahead of him if they're on the bench. So there's mm-hmm. two on the bench and there's Sorrow, McGregor, McCarthy. So that's five players ahead of him. There's mm-hmm. absolutely like no chance he's going to get a crack. No chance. Uh, another player who went out loan was a uh, young Robson. He went to um, and he spoke that he did a discussion with Ange before he went and Ange told him that this season he's not going to be a first team leader. He wants him to go out and loan. Again, get first team experience and, and he'll come back, Mark, and he'll be. So we're, we're gradually starting to see a plan that like players should be going out and loan. Like maybe it was best that maybe Luca Khan could have got a loan and he might get that in January because he got that loan deal in January when, when he went out and loan. You know, but it, it's just really concerning that at the moment that we still don't have kind of a real plan for, for youth. And, and we're, we're speaking about it, Mark, a lot. Like, and it seems to be a problem that's still there and it doesn't seem to be kind of getting fixed, really, does it? Things like that, Paul, take a bit of time to get fixed. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't, see, to be honest, it looks as if Luke O'Connell's just gave it up, new kind of idea. So, Think, as I said to you when we were talking about him earlier on, scouting that, maybe Ange could maybe... Put there, I mean, put an arm about him and get him to change his mind. But I think it's maybe just went too far down the line. I mean, young players will get peeved off if they're getting, they think they're getting messed about. Mhm. 
no, no one wants to go train. No one wants to go training every day and just not play a game. No one does. It doesn't matter whether it's your down with your local club or if you're uh, any uh, with Celtic. So no one just wants to go training. The whole buzz is playing playing a match day, playing games, being involved in squads, being involved in panels. If you're if you're not if you're not doing that, no matter where you are, as I said, if it's with your local club or in Luke O'Connell's case with Celtic, you're going to think, I need to move on. I want to play ball. Like he's, I said, you're saying, do you know what I mean? He's only twenty. He's twenty-two. It's and it, he he's well, he wants to kind of put a foothold on it because I'm sure at twenty-two, he's probably looking at even from myself and Paul's side of it, the Irish side. He's probably looking at the Irish side for the the, the middle of the field of the Irish side. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, and and obviously if the guy he's not playing regular football and he he's he's probably he's he's no chance of getting involved in any of that like you know just going what you said about the Irish side then was it the, the last call up not this call up the last call up to the young twenty ones uh, man just said that Luca Con's development at Celtic is is after taking two years of a setback since he joined Celtic you know so it's not just the first team it just seems to be more of a development mark within our a youth positive one like but then I'm looking at Tom McIntyre with the Colts team Mark and, and he seems to be doing a great job there with, with the Colts League. You know McIntyre seems they they seem to be doing the the young players are they're holding their own Mark which isn't an easy league it, as yourself and Barry were telling me, you know? It's but the same thing Paul I spoke about yeah. it's not just Celtic by the for me this has been a problem in Scottish football for years. there's no there's Scottish we, for years we've had all these brilliant young Scottish players coming through and then see when they get to 1920 when they, they should have been a young player to be a first they lost something I'm old enough to mean that uh, Scotland under 16 is getting to a World Cup final yeah and out of that full team I'm sure there was only Paul Dickoff that actually like, made any kind of career out of it just off the top of my head he was at Arsenal um, Man City and Man City were obviously poor now at the time but I mean these players it's just been a even you've seen it for years with Celtic all these young players that are the next best thing and you see them as young players and they are really good young players but they never they don't really progress to anything to like the next level you'd expect them to go it's a, mm-hmm. it is, it's across Scottish football it's a kind of problem I don't know whether it's a kind of hang up about oh you can't play him he's only 17 or no but other countries seem to manage to manage to manage the way they handle their youth. Yeah, a good example you gave with that, Mark. You 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 gave a good example uh, on the podcast before. Like Ajax would sell one of the would sell a young player for thirty forty million, and then they have the next young player to replace him. And I think that's the problem, Mark, is that because there's so much of a demand on on Celtic to win, and that if they put a young player in and they lose that that young player will be singled out and I think that's the the main problem here do you think is it? Well look at the way Starfield's been singled out for having a bit yeah. of a start I mean if you're if you're 18 or 19 year old you know that all these young players are all social media and all this kind of stuff nowadays yeah. so you imagine you're only 18, 19 year old and you've that OG against DZ Alkmaar you've, that's happened to you imagine sitting there in the the flight and the way you came stalking through your your social media and seeing some of the grief and the abuse that you would be getting on it. Mm-hmm. about that before, Paul. It's why, that's a big problem. Celtic, I've, I joke about it on the forum, a Celtic player will be judged by, by his last touch of the ball. 
you know what I mean? If you make a good pass, oh, what a player, what a player. And if you make a bad pass, oh, he's garbage. He's no interest. He, do you get what I mean? It's that fickle these days in football. Yeah. But I know that with uh, Gordon Strack was coming in, Mark, he, he was supposed to kind of restructure this and, and do a consulting role and he was supposed to report back to Dominic McCoy about what, what needs changing to think maybe he we reporting back to maybe Ange now or would he be reporting back to the likes of Ian Banker we don't know what is kind of going to happen there now do we? No even if it does come up I think it will just be sitting in a folder Paul a new CEO comes in I don't I don't imagine Nicholson's going to be making any decisions big decisions about how the club's going to modernise and move forward I really I just, as I said I just think he's a stopgap to keep things ticking around until somebody else comes in it's a kind I, of th- a- I think as well sorry Paul yeah. I think as well the, not having a reserve league is, is a massive massive mm-hmm. thing because like going from a Coles to playing first team it, it has it's a massive step Whereas if you're, I would think, an up-and-coming coach and you're able to play a reserve game and for argument's sake, you're playing against you're playing against Aberdeen and all of a sudden Scott Brown is playing with Aberdeen, he's coming back from injury or some some first-team player, he's coming back from injury. It, it, you know, all of a sudden you're up against a season campaign or well, if you're a centre-forward and it's centre-season, centre-back or something like that. I think a young player would learn so much more in that environment, playing in a reserve league, then they would obviously play, go play in the Colts and go trying to go from the Colts up to the first team. I think, yeah. it's, just, I think it's just too big That should be the step. Like there should be a Colts team. Too much money. I think it's it. too much money. I think is the problem. I think it's the cost of running the, the reserve league. I think that's what they said anyway. Must be there. It must be that because there's no other explanation for it. They're absolutely bespoke yeah. to this It's one of the craziest things that they've ever done in Scottish football was get rid of the reserve league. I mean I, I remember I remember when some sorry, what? I've just got to say we're talking about players like McCarthy and that getting up to match speed. Yeah. Could, yeah. A couple of reserve games would have helped McCarthy be ready for Ibrooks. Well massively mm-hmm. I remember a story of I forget the player who was saying it but he said he was centre forward for some club, one of the clubs in Scotland and he was playing in the reserve league. And they were playing Aberdeen and Alex McLeish was coming back from injury and he was the centre back for Aberdeen. And he said he never learned any he never learned so quickly in his entire life after ninety minutes of the game of playing against seasoned international and seasoned professional like that. So I, I like as I said, I don't know I remember I remember watching it years ago when there was reserve leagues and it was great to watch and for whatever reason they seemed to get rid of it. But I I think it's so hard and it's like Paul said a while ago. If you're a 17 or 18 year old and you get put into the first team, and you have, again, like you were even saying, Mark, one or two bad touches or, you know, miss miss a tackle or something goes wrong, all of a sudden you're literally hung drawn a quarter and you're like, right, he's useless, get rid of him quick, he's rubbish, like, you know, and it's 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 either sink or swim. That's the problem. They get a chance and it's either sink or swim, and it shouldn't be like that. Realistically, Mark, the process for a young lad. At Celtic should be, we say, under 18s, thing, then take step up, they keep the Colts League, he step up to that, and then take a step up to a resolve league. Do you know what I mean? Like diff- a different stage every year. Like what? It's, it's basically what Morrison said, Mark. That they had the stage for him at 
every level he should be stepping up at each year. You know, at Bar Munich, that, that, that was, that's what they sought to move through there. I know now it's Bar Munich, like if Bar Munich could come chase you as a youngster, you're going to go on with it. But the, the thing that, I, that pointed out, Mark, is that they had a plan for them. On the 18s, on the 20s, reserves, Bar Munich. And you're and you you know? achieving it, right? If, I mean, he's got a, at least he's on their books. Well done to the lad, he's there. But, I mean, it'll, be t- it'll take some amount of work and luck for him to become like a Bayern Munich first team player but he'll, he'll have a really good career out of football and he'll be a really good, a better player than he'll be, he'll be mm-hmm. leaving Bayern Munich than he would be leave, like if he stayed at Celtic for that length of time Then you look at the, the, the young lad uh, St John and the fellow Bellegrin who uh, who went to the, the Brucey Diamond because they were getting games with uh, Man City and they just had broke into the first team American now they got a, a big move to Manchester United. Do you know? You know. So, like, it, it's it's just like what you said, Mark, is that it's a stepping stone for likes of oh, it's exact same like oh, you go down to Brentford. That's a stepping stone for him to make the next move to, we say, the likes of Liverpool, Tottenham, or Chelsea. If they, Get down there, you know? prove that he can do a job at that level, and then he'll get a move to a bigger team. Just like just like Van Dijk could today. Even mm-hmm. Tierney, I mean, fair dues, Arsenal's a big team, but Tierney will, Tierney will move on for Arsenal now that... I can't see him staying down, especially now. Unless they have a major shake-up, but I don't think they'll be having a major shake-up any time soon. I was talking to um, an Arsenal fan, there's major concerns financially behind the scenes at Arsenal that aren't coming out. You know, their club, I think... In serious trouble, and I, I, I don't think they'll finish in the top ten the way they're going this season, and that's not good enough. Really, then, you know, considering like they were always complaining, and they, like the grass is like there's an old saying, the grass isn't green on the other side. Like they were screaming for Arsene Wenger to get out, Mark. Well, he was getting them into the Champions League group stages every year, Do you know, and they still weren't happy with that. And now look at them, you know, that seems to be. The problem with the Premier League, Mark, isn't it? The expectations of fans are, are too high. You see it on Twitter, even. I mean, you even see because I have left this to uh, Brentford now. You've got Brentford fans on Twitter now. We took one of your best players. And uh, just Brentford's this big, massive club. Yeah, just going what he was saying, Mark. Oh, yeah, that he wasn't challenged enough at, at Celtic. What do you make of us? Like, considering he couldn't defend a corner that we conceded the ball scores last season from set pieces like if Ayer's that good and and even when he was playing with Norway he was conceding goals for for Norway he was a mistake for a few set pieces as well Terence like to be honest Carl, that's just Premier League harsh it you yeah know, it comes out of players from down there like I mean Ayer's is he 6'5 mm-hmm. he mustn't be fair I, 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 I can't remember him once scoring a headed goal for something not once. No, I could be wrong. I can't remember him scoring a header. No, he was a he was a decent defender. Don't get me wrong. But you know, some I do, it doesn't take some of them too long when they get down there to start. Yeah, the ego kind of starts to rise and go. Uh, no, I, 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 I think I did have maybe a bit of an ego about him. Tell you kind of got that impression, didn't you? Yeah, you know, he kind of like one of those fellas that my shit doesn't smell like. Well, it does. Do you know what I mean? He's one of the, but he has he comes across with that impression that he's down there. He's like, yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm the, I'm the next big thing. I wasn't really challenged up there and all this kind of nonsense. Like, he was a decent player for Celtic. 
but he wasn't the standout every single week. No, you know what I mean. He had a lot of he had a lot of deficiencies. So, because, because so, he was still a, for me, he was still a young player. Oh, he was very young. That's, yeah. he's still, I mean, he's still not the finished article. I still believe that Ayer will be a great, a, a great defender, a great centre half for somebody. But as I said, he's only what is he, he's only about he's even twenty four yet. So he, if he's even that, I'd say I'd say he, he might only be. He, if he might, he might only be twenty-three. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, because he as a centre back. I mean, he's still he is really young, and he said a good career for considering his own, for his age, the amount of trophies he's won, and the amount of he's obviously playing international football and that. But uh, I mean, I know in you, his terms, that's just a kind of sound bites they need to intake for a week. It is. It's just. It's the prim- It's it just. It would somewhat fellas to go to the Premier League in a nutshell. It just some not all of them, but it's just an ego thing. It's an ego thing. Oh, listen, I, I, you know, Scotland didn't challenge me anymore. Celtic didn't. I wasn't good. I was too good for them. I need to go down. I need to further my. He could have been a lot politer and said, "Yeah, I enjoyed Scotland. I wanted to go to the next level. I wanted to try test myself maybe at a higher league." And everyone would go, "Yeah, fair enough." But to come out and say, "I wasn't really challenged. I wasn't really challenged. I was got." You kind of go. Hello, I've a few clips here now I could show you. Yeah. And they're yeah. they're bad like. You know, yeah. so Please for Brent. You know, I think a little bit a little bit a little bit was for Celtic. Oh yeah, I think a little bit a little bit a little bit more humility might not mightn't have gone too bad either, do you know what I mean? And yeah, like you said, Mark. We'll see how good a defender he really is down with playing with them. Uh before we go, lads, um score predictions for for, for tomorrow. Are you expecting a goal fest from Celtic considering what's going on behind the scenes at the moment? Will that affect the Celtic first team or will it be business as usual? I'm going Mark, to, I can't use us. I'm going to go for uh, 4 nothing, Paul. Well, nice one. No. Terence? Yeah, I'd say business as usual as well. I'd, I'd, I'd think 4 nil as well. I think this could be like a kind of Dundee kind of lovely performance. Hopefully, fingers crossed, you know. Yeah. Anyone, anyone will do me right enough, Paul, you know that. When's a win, Mark, oh, yeah. day, and I think Celtic, as Terms said, they need to just put the last game behind them and get back, yeah. press the reset button. I, go for, I, I went for 3-1. 3-1. Mm. She'd say, peace. <laughs> a Liam Scales OG Jesus Christ <laughs> so lads uh, that's it for tonight uh, thanks uh, Terence again for, for joining us uh, thanks for inviting me on lads thanks for the live chat lads uh, Mark will now close the show right thanks very much Paul thanks again Terence for coming on uh, brilliant any time you come on so you're more than welcome just let us know when you're available thanks everybody for joining us in live chat as well Remember, if you're not subscribed, hit the subscribe button, the like button, and if you can, leave a, uh, leave a comment. Hail, hail. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
This episode of the Boz and Bovo podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.